0: You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Doctor Stu, Emily, thank you both so much for being on the show. Um, I was telling you earlier, I just I respect both of you so much for so many reasons, Um, and just the way you have you've both approached the current state that we're living in and everything going on, um, and the way you're providing information and education, and also just really you know, trying to give as much facts and backstory to all of it, which I think is really important. And you both come from, you know, the quote unquote medical world in your own ways. um, And you're dealing with a lot of birthing. Uh, The birthing world is is mainly where you are. But Stu, I know, you know, being a doctor in general, you know so much beyond, well, maybe you do. Some of the people we're going to talk about today probably don't (laughs) know much outside of their little bubble, but you know so much beyond that. So I just want to thank you both for coming on and and being open to this conversation. Stu, you said something that really hit me a second ago, and and that's where I kind of want to start, is that you and Bliss, who is the co-host of Birthing Instincts podcast with you, you both work together, work with moms, you guys have seen doctors lying about things for so long now. And now we're in a place where that seems to be the mainstream narrative that we're seeing on our side as we feel like a lot of doctors are lying to us, a lot of people in power are lying. So how have you seen this kind of come forward and just go to the nth degree now in the COVID world?
1: Well, in order to talk specifically about what's happening now, you have to sort of back off and you have to ask yourself, how does how do good people disagree so vehemently how can you present a set of facts to people and they can see it on opposite sides of the table they can be in the same household the same family the same office the same thing this, even the same politics or not the same politics and how can they see it so differently and so you have to look i think it starts with indoctrination early on and whether it's in Elementary school for, you know, for that sort of political stuff, or whether it's in in residency, medical school, residency, in practice, things get pounded into you and things get beaten out of you. And, and for most people, I would say 80 percent of the population are more sheep than shepherd. And it's just easier to follow along. You want to be a member of the herd. If you work in a company where this is the policy and you think the policy is stupid. And if you say something, you know, you're probably going to get ostracized, lose your job, not get promoted, uh, whatever it is. And so you just start to be- make sure that you believe what you're saying or what you're being told. And then, and then you repeat it. And when you repeat it enough times, everybody's heard the old thing about, you, you tell a lie, you repeat it often enough, it becomes truth. That sort of what, has to be what happens. And then there's the, the it's mixed in there with fear, and I think in my own profession there's a lot of fear that surrounds the delivering of children or babies. Um, we're, we're drenched in it in, in residency uh, and medical school, but mainly in residency when it comes to OB. We're taught by maternal-fetal medicine specialists who look at pre- pregnancy as a disaster waiting to happen, and you're 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 in a high-risk setting generally when you're training, so you see a lot of problems. And you're told that, you know, you, if you don't do it this way and something goes wrong, you're going to get sued or you're going to, so you, you just, you just jump on board. And in a more general sense, and I heard this from Vladimir Zelenko, he's a guy that uh, came up with the hydroxychloroquine protocol early on in the pandemic. And he said, when you take people and you uh, demoralize them and you create, you surround them with fear and anxiety and you divide them and then you isolate them, right? Then those people will do anything they can because they can no longer think rationally anymore. They just want out of th- that mess. Mm-hmm. So somebody comes along with a solution that takes away some of their fear and anxiety, and, and they feel like they have a sense of community and they just jump on board. It's very cult-like yeah. what's going on because there is, it's a loss of rational thought. And in my own little world, the idea that telling a woman who's 35 years old at her 10-week visit that she's high risk and that, that you're planting all these seeds of doubt in her or telling a woman when she finds out she's got twins that she's going to have to be induced at 37 weeks or have a C-section at 37 weeks. And you plant all these seeds of doubt. What that, you're just in You're projecting your own fear onto the people that you're supposed to be caring for. And it makes your life easier. It makes you feel better. And so that's what happens is that these people glom onto the Fauci's they glom onto the Rachel Walensky's, they glom onto anybody who's telling them something, then the three of us would come along or anybody else comes along and says, well, wait a minute, that doesn't really make sense. If you're vaccinated, why are you afraid of the unvaccinated? And if you can still spread the virus, even though you're vaccinated and catch the virus, even though you're vaccinated, then why are the unvaccinated the problem? And why does vaccine passports do it? And and their head starts to explode. And they can't handle it. And so they become belligerent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because by by belittling you, by becoming belligerent and yelling or or pounding the table or or just ignoring you or canceling you or not talking to you anymore like family members with other family members, they then don't have to have that band-aid ripped off and look at that anxiety, that scaredness, that that fear and that isolation. They don't have to have that back. They, want, they just want to be left alone in their own little world. They don't care that whether it's a pregnant woman with her choices or or the rest of us with our freedom. It's like the frog in boiling water. Every day, a little bit gets chipped away and they don't think it's not really affecting me that much. So and if I say something, I'm going to it's going to be worse than if I don't say something. And so it just happens. And all of a sudden it's like global and people go, what happened? How did that happen? How did we get here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at the, there's no going back from places like Australia. No, because, because when you look at what's happened in Australia and you look at the police spraying bear spray or pepper spray or arresting their fellow citizens in their own little town of Melbourne and say, this thing finally ends. How do they go back to being neighbors? How do you go back to riding your bicycle past Bill's house and saying, hi, Bill. And Bill says, Hey, Bob, how's your daughter's eyes doing? You know, the ones I sprayed the bear spray. in. how's that, how's that, how's that working for you? Yeah. You know, no problem. I'll see you at church on Sunday. It's not going to happen. So, you know, now, now they've, now it's a Stockholm syndrome thing. You, they're bought into it so much that it's really, really impossible, no matter how much truth you hit them with to get them to change it. And it's the same thing with my colleagues. I know I'm going back and forth between the big world and the, and the medical world, but I, I mean my, my the OB world, but I'm, but my colleagues um, are the same way. If you, if you try to tell them that breach delivery is safe, if you know what you're doing, they don't want to hear that because it makes them uncomfortable. So they have to pound the table or, um or, um, are you crazy? Ridicule, yeah, or ridicule you. That's what they do. So. So and that's sort of how we got where we are. And we're just seeing it on a, on a much bigger scale. Um, and I don't know how we get back from this point. I agree. And i very pessimistic.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm curious, this is something that I wonder often when I'm watching very rarely mainstream media and I'm <laughs> watching these people talk about this stuff, whether it's Fauci or doctors or whoever. And I wonder, Stu, do you think that they know they're lying or do they really think they're doing their best and are in integrity?
1: This is the this is the existential question. Mm-hmm. I was um, wondering the same thing. I think that the higher up people know that they're lying because they don't practice it themselves. It's not we're not talking hypocrisy here. We're not talking about Gavin Newsom going to the French laundry restaurant or Gretchen Whitmer being out on her boat when you're not supposed to be out on your boat or whatever you're doing. It's the fact that they go to the Emmys, they go to Barack Obama's party, they go to these things and the servants are all wearing masks and they're not. Mm -hmm. All right. If it's so dangerous that we have to have all these laws and rules in place, then what are you doing? Then you you obviously don't believe that. So I think that many of them don't believe it. And then there are the few true believers. Um, I don't know. I can't get into their heads. But there's somebody that CNN has on all the time named Leanna Wen. I don't know if you know who she is. She used to be the president of Planned Parenthood. And she's a, uh, a physician consultant that CNN has, has been on for the last month or two or, or through the whole pandemic. I don't, I don't watch CNN much, but I catch clips on um, Instagram or YouTube sometimes. And for weeks, she's been saying that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we need to punish the unvaccinated and make life difficult for them. And we shouldn't let them go to these things and we should do all these mean things to the unvaccinated because the unvaccinated are the problem. But then this weekend, not maybe realizing what she was saying or maybe just being too, I don't think she's stupid. I think she thinks we're stupid. She says the exact opposite in in her zeal to try to convince us that vaccinating children all the way down to six months is a good idea. She says something to the effect that I'm vaccinated and when I go home to my children, I have to wear a mask because I have a viral load that I could be carrying and I could transmit that virus to my children. Wow. So wait a minute. So either so you're vaccinated and you can trans- transmit it to the unvaccinated. So which one is it? Is it the unvaccinated making you sick or is it you making the unvaccinated sick or does it not matter? I don't think she realized what she was saying and I don't think it matters. If you pointed it out to her, she would come up with some babble. Mm -hmm. That would make sense to her. So there are people, I think, who are true believers. But I think most people know it's. It's bullshit. Yeah.
2: Emily, you entered this as a mom. Mm -hmm. Pregnant
0: (laughs) and Mm -hmm. someone who works with other moms who are, you know, working on getting pregnant, are pregnant, postpartum, the whole shebang. I'm so curious what this has been like for you coming in and learning the layers as well as working with someone like Dr. Stu and hearing it from his perspective.
2: Yeah. Wow, that's a great segue. Um I found out I was pregnant in January of 2020 and I announced my pregnancy two days before lockdown. Like March 14th, I shared the ultrasound photo and was so excited to you know, start like uh, sharing my pregnancy journey at the gym all over again, just like I did with my first and then lockdown happened. And I will be honest, I was concerned about the virus for those first two weeks because I was following, I was following the China virus. (laughs) Sorry if that's offensive, but that's what what was happening. There was a virus in China that I I caught wind of. And I was like, I do not want to get sick. I'm pregnant. I cannot afford to get sick right now. Um, And at that time I wasn't teaching any of my postpartum classes. I actually didn't have any group classes with moms, but I had about six births lined up for 2020 that I was going to attend before I gave birth in September. So I had like planned out my year. It just like stars aligned. All these moms reached out to me and six for, you know, a 6-month period was actually kind of a lot for me because I had a full-time job at the gym. Then the pandemic hit, then 2 weeks to slow the spread happened. I was like, "Okay, I we didn't see our family who lives around the block from us, we didn't see my parents who lived, you know, 45 minutes away, and I had one private training client come to my house even for those 2 weeks cuz I was like, "You're good, you're not sick, right?" She's like, "No." I was like, "Okay, we're good." Very quickly, my husband and I started to ask questions and we realized that once I think it was March, it was on March 15th. The mayor of LA said, we're extending this till April 19th. And then like April 10th, he said, we're extending this till May 15th. And I, and I, I started freaking out like probably like April 10th when he announced the new one, like the new month, or I guess it was five weeks. um, I started freaking out for multitude of reasons, my income, I could not go to hospitals as a doula, everybody canceled. So I like, I had one doula client who I stayed as her like virtual doula, but that was totally stupid. Um, like she was obviously grateful for the support, but I was not able to be there. And I was like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to crash the door down. And then it got serious. So then she, gave birth at the end of April. She was like, yeah, there's absolutely no way you're coming in. I'm like, okay. All the while I am pregnant, I am feeling the effects of the isolation. So I am a very extroverted person. I thrive in community. I do enjoy alone time, but that's not where I recharge. That is where I rest. You know, I recharge with people. I love it. I am with people all day long. Um, and all of a sudden I'm realizing that the remainder of my pregnancy is going to be at home by myself with a two-year-old who's insane and I don't have childcare. Both of our businesses have taken a hit and I'm supposed to have a baby in a couple months and I can't even see my family. What is happening? But while all that was stressful, I started to ask the big questions and being in the birth world. And I will just call it the like natural birth world quotes around that, where I, I advocate for home birth or out of hospital birth. And I say, I advocate for home birth because if I don't, who will, you know, so that's kind of my stance. I support everyone's desires, but if I don't advocate who will, right. So coming from that world, like Dr. Stu says, you know, we're used to doctors being in this, savior mindset right whereas we know that birth is a uh, should be a very female centered experience a very empowering for the mom experience not a power giving experience so i started looking at the whole pandemic from that perspective like completely disempowering the world and the citizens and i So I started getting really, really aggressive on Instagram early on. And I had my sisters be like, people are asking me like, if you're okay, I'm like, well, I'm obviously not. And they don't need to be talking to you. Like if they're adults, they should come talk to me. But it was very weird. And I think the weirdest thing for me was that very few people in my actual face-to-face relationship life thought like I did. That was interesting. Like Stu said, people in the, your same family can have completely different perspectives. That is my life. It is still my life.
0: Well, I would just like gnarly. I would like to admit something I haven't told you this yet. I unfollowed you when it oh, first started. When it first started because I was oh. like this is insane. Like oh, I didn't yeah. understand what you were saying because I was so on the other side of things. As oh, much as I'm like when you unfollowed me. As much as it's like alternative medicine, I was like I feel like Emily's lost her mind. That's where I was And like when you first started it. And then I was and then the more we learned and the more Connor and I researched I was like, "Oh my god, I'm becoming her." I'm like, "She was totally <laughs> onto something."
2: <laughs> you know what? And I'm glad you said that because firstly, I don't care at all. I know. You and I are the same like we unfollow and follow people all the time, but I I was really aggressive and I was very upset. I was very upset because I Felt so alone and being pregnant, I was so um emotional. And I'm not an overly emotional person, but I was just, I felt selfish. Like I want to share, I want to be out with people, I want to celebrate this pregnancy. I loved sharing my first pregnancy, and I felt like that was getting taken away from me. Okay. Obviously, I didn't die from COVID. I'm not minimizing COVID deaths. However, that's why I was so aggro and upset and And I got a lot of feedback from people in my life, but no one knew how to talk to me. And and at at a certain point, I didn't really care because I knew that people like you would come back around and I just went with it. I was like, whatever, I, I might be aggressive and emotional. Maybe I should tone that down. And I, I have, but, um, I know people will start to understand what's going on.
1: Wow. Because I, 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 I don't have your faith in humanity. I, I don't think that people who've gotten this far will, will, will ever come around.
2: Well, I think that now. I do think that now.
1: I, I mean, we're the ones that have sort of tried to be more, more sensible. I know that you went out and you were like, were like throwing punches and that's great. But even when you just said you called it the China virus and you sort of almost apologized for calling it the China virus. Know, right? don't, don't do that. All right. Otherwise we have to, we have to apologize to the West Nile people and we have to apologize to the Hong Kong people. And we have to apologize to the, to every virus ever that's been named after, you know, um, (laughs) Lyme disease is named after Lyme, Connecticut, I think. And, and Rocky mountain spotted fever, boy, those people in Rocky mountains, they really offended by this. I mean, when you can't do what's normal, you know, something's up, you know, that something's up and When people can say things that are unknown with such certainty, that is frightening. Yeah. And I say on my podcast all the time, it's not my skepticism that should bother you. It's your certainty. A hundred percent. Yeah,
2: I'm much more where you are now, Stu. Like I I believe I can, I, I can, I know I can't change anyone's mind. I hope that what I say resonates and starts to help like wake people up a little bit. But now I just share just, I think it's like an addiction now. I can't stop. I know. I look at um, you.
1: I look at your Instagram feed. You have like on your story, you have like 37 things on your story.
0: It's very <laughs> overwhelming know, for Stu, Emily. Tone yeah, it down. I, know, I get
1: through about three of them and then I click, I have to move on because I can't watch all. <laughs> plus, plus the print is so small sometimes. How are you supposed to read that?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Stu>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To your point though, this is where, this is where my head goes then. Okay. Everything you both have said Totally hear you, with you, all the things. So then what's going on? We talked about how quote unquote how we get how we got here. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. Okay, higher level now. If these people are lying and we're all being put into fear and we're being controlled and, you know, name the long list of things going on. Stu, what is happening in your perspective?
1: You mean why is this happening? Or what is it? What
0: and why? Like
1: well, what is there's a, there's a global psychosis is what's happening. And I sort of explained how that happens. They, it's, it's a classic Marxist playbook of dividing people, demoralizing people, um, pitting, scapegoating people. I mean, look at, it, I'm a Jew, uh, seeing them scapegoating the, uh, unvaccinated, mm-hmm. you know, if the vaccine works, we've always said this, we've always said this about other Diseases. So when, when, before this all happened, when we were talking about the the childhood vaccines and the mothers who get upset, they wouldn't because some because Johnny wasn't vaccinated in school for chickenpox and their kids vaccinated for chickenpox. It's like, why are you upset that 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 Johnny doesn't have a vaccine for chickenpox? Your kid has the vaccine already had chickenpox. Your kid's immune and there's no rationality to it whatsoever. And so it becomes And so when you start scapegoating people, this is this is how you get you know, people to turn on other people, you, you, a uh, society does that. I mean, if you think about what went on in Nazi Germany, um, the Jews have always been sort of the, 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 um, uh, whooping boy of, of, of history, but in order, in order for the things to le- uh, to happen for them, to, for your, you let your neighbors be rounded up or your, or your, their shops be burned down or that you had, you had to, coax into hating them first that they were the cause of all your problems all right and then i and then i look at you know um again it gets back to my i have two friends in australia and 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 one of my friends says the police knock on her door periodically to make sure she's in where she's supposed to be and i go how does how does that sit with you and she says well they're just doing their job and i and i said to her i said so were the so were the guards at auschwitz They were just doing their job. And then when I hear that from my friend who hates the lockdowns, who is unvaccinated in Australia with her daughter, it is, um, how, how, how does she say that? But I think she says it because she doesn't want conflict. Most people hate conflict. So why we're at where we're at is because there are people in the world, the globalists, I truly believe this. I don't think this is a conspiracy theory anymore. I think it's a conspiracy of, of truth. And there are people that want to change the way we work. They don't want borders. They want multinational corporations and other things to run the things. They have other agendas, whether it's Bill Gates or George Soros or um, China or whatever they're they're You know, this was, this was the way the United States was the one big barrier to globalization one-world government, because we have our Bill of Rights, we have our Constitution. If they can destroy that, who's left? Portugal? Is Portugal going to come and defend the world? Is Hungary going to come and defend the world? No, there was nobody, and so they've done. They're they're 90% there. And yeah, I, you know, scary. I, I, I'm not gloating because it's terrible, but you know, people that voted in this last election because they did. A, because they were told that Orange Man bad. You're idiots. You're all idiots. And I don't know if that was Kelly, that might be you. I don't know. <laughs> but but you're idiots. You, you, you were so blinded by something so stupid. You were such stage one thinkers. You know, I think that everybody that listens to me knows what I mean by that. We just want that guy out of office. You know, we'll burn down the house. We'll, you know, there's a there's a movie called um Team America World Police. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a South Park uh oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's marionettes. It's done by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And in the movie um, the, there's some terrorists in Paris at the beginning and Cairo later on, but there's the terrorists in Paris and the team America flies in to stop the terrorists. And in the process of stopping terrorists, they essentially destroy Paris. They blow up the Eiffel tower. They blow up the Notre Dame. They blow up the Arc de Triomphe. They, you know, they destroy Paris and they, and when the terrorists are destroyed, they go, yay, yay. We got the terrorists. And then what could the terrorists have done worse to Paris than what the Team America World Police did? And it's sort of what we, you know, I don't really understand where the, where they think the long term is for them. These people are all going to die. They're they're going to come for them. Big Tech is on board right now with all this stuff. They're censoring everything that that we'll say, and 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 they're caught. They're caught. They are caught. They're caught Fact-checking and calling things misinformation. And as time goes on, everything that they called misinformation will come out to be true and they will be wrong. And we all knew it then, whether it's the uh, whether it's the uh the Trump dossier or whether it's a Hunter Biden laptop or any of that stuff, it's all gonna come out to be true, which they called fake news or false. And eventually what's gonna happen is when the left and the people that have taken over the globalists find out that, that big tech is now questioning what they're doing. They'll come for them. And suddenly they'll breaking, breaking up Facebook and, and Instagram, I mean, and uh, Twitter and those sorts of things. And Jack Dorsey and uh, Mark Zuckerberg will be behind bars or suddenly just they'll mysteriously die.
2: They'll be suicided.
1: Yeah. Or, or yeah, or they'll, yeah, they'll just have had an accident or something will happen. And that sounds really hokey, but you know what, if you just pay attention to what's going on in the world right now, it's happening. I don't believe this. I had to, I, and I haven't really looked it up, but I heard last week that there are like, there were five African leaders who didn't buy into this thing and they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Is that true?
2: I heard one, at least one. Okay. Wow. Well,
1: I mean, one could be a coincidence. Five, is not a coincidence. I haven't, I haven't
2: like kept up on. that. I
1: don't know. I don't know that they. But now we will. Now because of what's been going on, we'll believe anything. Yeah, totally. we believe anything that's true. I mean, we were talking today about, you know, if you want to go to a, a play or a, or a, or a hockey game or something in LA, you've got to have a vaccine passport or you have to have a nasal swab. Mm-hmm. So okay. So somebody says, well, just get the nasal swab. And I say, and then and then two of my friends, including um, some really people close to me, said, well, how do you know what's on the end of the nasal swab? How do you know it's not made in China? And it's like, are you crazy? And then you stop for a second and you think, it's like, well, no, now that may very well be something that you have to worry about because it's so everything that you thought would have been crazy a year ago is absolutely true now.
0: Yeah, nothing's off the table.
1: No, and so nobody trusts anybody and this is all part of the design. You can't trust the media, you can't trust the medical profession anymore. You certainly can't trust politicians. You can't trust law enforcement. I'm not talking about the, uh, the grunts on the street, I'm talking about the FBI, the CIA, mm-hmm. and you know, international law enforcement. You can't trust them. So what do you do? Pretty soon it will be the banking industry. You know, if they have digital money, then they'll be able to tell you where you can and can't go. I, I mean, I don't know if we're getting way off topic here, but
0: <laughs> No, you do but you.
1: This is this is um it's coming. If people don't think that it's coming, if people don't think that this vaccine passport is going to lead to um, social scoring and social uh, um, manipulation. They're crazy. And by the way, people who've been vaccinated who say, "Well, I don't care. I have a vaccine passport." Three months from now, your vaccine passport will be expired.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. because
1: you'll have to get the booster. If you don't get the booster, you don't have a vaccine passport anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then three yeah. months later, there'll be a new uh, there'll be a new virus which you have to get a vaccine for. If you don't have that, you won't have the vaccine passport. You should stand up now. These people should stand up now. It, and if I was vaccinated and I had a vaccine, I still would be protesting oh, against yeah. the vaccine passport. Same. I'm, I'm a Liberty kind of guy. I've always been that, you know, I've not been a conformist. That's um, kind of what I, how I ended up doing what I'm doing. And um, sometimes it doesn't serve you well to not do that. There is going to be chaos. There is going to be pain and suffering. There's going to be financial loss. People are going to have to give up their jobs. I don't mm-hmm. want them to give up their jobs. People are going to have to be fired. If they tell you that you're fired, you should still show up at work the next day and make them kick you out.
2: It's funny. Every time my mom says something about coming back to California or like our family vacation next year, I always respond with, well, if we can, if I can get on a plane, if I can get into the state and and she's always just like, Emily, like, don't make everything about COVID. And I'm just like, no, but everything is, is, it is like, yeah. I might not be able to get on a plane and go stay in an Airbnb. And like, you're just, you're turning it into this. Oh, Emily's just making everything about COVID. No, like that, it, that could happen. What does that mean for you? And and the unfortunate thing and why I'm more pessimistic, not, not as pessimistic as used to, but a little bit more is that they don't care. They're just like, and I remember distinctly, my dad saying, My parents are not gonna listen to this podcast. My dad saying, Emily, why don't you just get vaccinated? He does not understand why we are not getting like it, it is crazy to him. Why don't you just get vaccinated? You'll have so much more freedom. That's what my dad said. Also Jewish, we come from Jewish family. And I'm like, that's not my definition of freedom. That's my definition of slavery. And he was like, Oh, Jesus. You know, and I'm like, yeah.
1: Well he doesn't realize he doesn't realize what a what a great person he raised.
2: Mm-hmm. I know, right? I know. Well said.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean I I I was um, not uninvited personally, but I got invitations to a, in August to a wedding and to a bat mitzvah in, in my family. And uh, about two weeks before the events, um, they re they resent out the evite, the reminder evite, and they said that you have to be vaccinated to attend. And so I didn't go. So I didn't say anything. I didn't go. People said, "Well, don't send a present then." And I said, "No, no, I'm still sending a present." <laughs> but um you might have covid but, on it though. Yeah. But I but I but I didn't. Well, yeah, it might. But I didn't <laughs> but I didn't go. Um, and I'm sad. I was very sad about it. <laughs> but I'm adjusting to that. I'm adjusting to the fact that my future life may be that I don't see my great nieces and nephews that I have, I haven't seen my sister in almost 2 years. And we saw each other three, four times a year. She lives in it back in Minnesota. And um, I don't know when I'll see her again. I don't know that they'll want me to come. And it may not be her, but it may be other people around her. I mean, who may have some, they've been convinced that if they've been back, even if they've got got some infirmity and they've been vaccinated, that even the fact they were told that the vaccine is safe and effective, and even when they tell them now that it's not effective, they still say it's safe and effective and they got to get more vaccines yes,
2: hanging around on But It's not working people.
1: because you can't be around people and it's mostly vaccinated people right now who are getting Delta variant and sick on contrary to what mm-hmm. the um, mainstream media is saying, or, or Dr. Leanna Wen, or uh, these doctors at the webinar are saying that I, that I attended. There they um it is. And there are there are people and again this sounds conspiratorial. There are people who say that there is no such thing as a delta variant, that the delta variant is vaccine side effects.
0: That's what I thought.
1: <laughs> really?
0: I was like, I feel like this is just something's happening, but because of what the vaccine is doing, but they have to name it something else in order to control more people. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I don't feel it's like this like, is real. Um, I just posted about polio, the polio vaccine, the vaccine induced polio, you know, it's like the same thing.
1: Oh, well, I don't want to get into that. I'm curious. No, about we're not going to get into that. Tell me that one later. Tell me that after. Oh, okay. Cause okay. I, yeah, I haven't heard that one.
0: Okay. So oh. I want to know, should anyone in your opinions, should anyone be getting the vaccine?
1: Really, are you <laughs> talking to me or Emily?
0: Both of you. Like, should it be any, anybody who's high risk, people who don't have immune systems, people who are pregnant, people who are obese, like anyone across the board that people try to say yes and justify?
1: Well, I used to follow the party line that said that if you have, if you're, elder, you're really elderly or you have a bunch of comorbidities, that you should get the vaccine. That was my initial posturing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What I'm learning and what I know now. Is that I don't I don't see the point. I think if you're really old, you should take care of yourself, and you should be be cautious like you would if it was a bad flu season. And who comes over and who visits you and that sort of thing. And they take a lot of uh, supplements and try to get exercise if you have the capability of doing that, and those sorts of things. And take your zinc and your vitamin D and that. But I don't think that I would want anyone um, to get this particular mRNA vaccine right now. We know it's failing. Um, they freely admit it's failing, but yet they want to give you a third dose of the failing vaccine. I mean, some of the memes I read on Instagram are so funny.
2: Oh, it's amazing.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: When you asked that question, the thing that popped in my head was no.
1: Well, that's, and, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, like, I, 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 nobody that hasn't gotten it so far is going to be convinced by anything they're telling you right now. Yeah. And, and, and the basic tenet of medical ethics throughout all across all forms of uh, all fields is that uh, the use of coercion is never acceptable. Mm -hmm. And we have a medical profession right now that is using coercion, whether it's Liana, Wen or whether it's Fauci or whether it's Rachel Walensky, they're using coercion to tell you that if you want any sort of life, you have to have this vaccine or like you're even your father doesn't even understand what he's saying. You don't need the vaccine for your health. Just get the vaccine so you can, you can live away from your family
2: and do things.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not a reason to take a medication inside your body, especially no. an experimental medication. And by the way, through this podcast we've been calling it the vaccine. And Emily knows this cuz she listens to my podcast, but you know, 3 weeks ago, early September, they changed the def- the the CDC changed the definition of vaccine. Cuz the vaccine it used to be implied that it was an injection that gave you immunity. Mm-hmm. And since this clearly isn't doing that, they changed the word immunity to protection. I'm not even <laughs> sure that that's true, but this is, this is, this is Marxism at its, this is Orwellian newspeak at its, at its finest. You change the definition of things in order to meet the current trend. So that's the classic statement by Lenin, which says it's the future that's set. It's the past. that's always changing. Yeah. And by tearing down statues or by banning books or by, changing the way we we teach history or, or 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 taking the 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 to kill a mockingbird out of our literature because it has the n word in it or right. doing all these whitewashing of stuff isn't changing history it's changing bra- it's, it's 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 brainwashing, brainwashing. yeah yeah and
2: it's you know what kelly like to go back to that original question like i say no because that is what i believe but we are past a point of no return. There has been, and I know we all know this and I'm pretty sure most people who listen to this will know this. Like no one has talked about health. This has been disease prevention. Obviously that's the American healthcare system. That's pretty much the world healthcare system is disease prevention, which is a a huge shame, but we know how insurance companies work. We know how big pharma works. Like it's all a system that if you are like me, like you, like Stu, actually care about your health take care of your health and um have awareness to the system like we are a liability to the system we aren't in it you know so they want you in the system um so to answer that question like i still don't think anyone should get it but we do have a lot of really fat really sick people and i'm i can't say for sure that this vaccine is um you know I know it's not the answer for people with comorbidities, obviously healing yourself is going to be the answer to overall health. Um, but it's, it's such a bad, we're in such a bad place right now because there's still no talk about actual health. And I want to say one more thing, this will tie it all together. I remember seeing someone's Facebook post that was like, I got it. And no, I don't know what's in it. And you know what? I don't know what's in Tylenol either, but it makes my headaches feel better. And I don't know what's in Advil either, but it makes this and this feel better. And I don't know what's in my blah, blah, blah. And it's like a list of food and medications, but I eat it anyway, but I take it anyway. And, and I'm fine. And I'm like, that is the problem. You know, you don't know what you're putting in your body. You have no awareness. You are asleep as to what you are ingesting and injecting into your body. And that is what people like us who actually care about health are trying to get people to understand is like, you're eating flaming hot Cheetos for breakfast and Mountain Dew. And yet, and you're talking about this vaccine and how it's like good for public health. Like, can we just like, like look at your day to day for like five seconds? Like let's just clean that up really quick.
1: Yeah. Well, when you, when your end point, Emily, when your end point is is this artificial endpoint of preventing COVID deaths. Yes. All right. It, it, there's a very, there's a similarity to our profession in OB where in the hospital model, the endpoint is having a crying baby in the bassinet mm-hmm. and, and how it gets there doesn't really matter. And, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. I still remember a famous line by a uh, uh, former governor Cuomo, which is one of the stupidest things that, I mean, in a year of stupid things being said, this one still sticks in my head. It's a very simple statement that sounds so sweet, but it's absolutely really stupid. He said, if everything I do saves, a, saves even one life, I'll be happy. So if we destroy New York city, if we destroy mm-hmm. our economy, if we cause race riots, if we cause division, if we do everything else, but one COVID life is prevented. And this is from the guy that sent, you know, people into nursing homes. I mean, this is, it's, it couldn't be more ironic to coming from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's the thing is that when it's not, you said it earlier, it's not about health at all because we're not making people healthier by giving them this vaccine. We might make some people not die from COVID, but what are we doing to them short-term and long-term? I mean, we haven't even touched on the, the VAERS reporting system and the things that don't get reported to VAERS and how people mm-hmm. We'll try to report to VAERS and they'll never get a response from VAERS. And if there's still 14,000 deaths on VAERS from this vaccine alone, which is more than any other vaccine com, uh, ever combined. Um, yeah. the, 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 the creator of that messenger RNA va- um, technology, I think his name is either Malone or McCullough. One of those two guys in, in February of 2020, this year after the vaccine had been around for a month, said that this thing should be pulled immediately. Right. And that was after just one month of being used because of all the complaints that were happening with it. And if you had this with any other vaccine, it never would have made it to market. No. And the whole idea of not allowing things like ivermectin and um, good health. That you talked about or hydroxychloroquine, is because if they had a treatment for this thing, then they could no longer would no longer be considered an emergency, and then the whole point of an emergency use authorization would have gone away, and then you, they couldn't have had this vac- the vaccine couldn't have been injected into half of the country or two thirds exactly. of the country or whatever it's been. No one knows what the numbers are really. We don't we don't know.
0: And. and throughout- and ivermectin is past patent, correct? So there's no way mm-hmm. to make money on it the way they can make money off of everything oh, yeah, else. No, no.
1: Yeah. It was, but I think it's even more than that. They just didn't want people having alternative therapies. I think even if Pfizer would have had a drug that costs a, a 25 cents a pill instead of eight cents a pill or whatever else, they they still wouldn't have wanted to do it because nothing touches this because this is now open Pandora's box for these people who've been vaccinated to now be on the road to being vaccinated over and over and over again the rest of their lives. And they and, and as part of, of the shenanigans that's going on, they want to try to make it miserable for those who aren't vaccinated just so that they can uh, either feel better about the fact that they're vaccinated and made it fools of themselves by doing it, or that there's more sinister um, stuff going on and they want you on that train because then you're not going to feel good. And maybe you're going to have flare ups of autoimmune problems 10 years from now, and you'll need another product that's made by Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or, or whatever else, or your lifespan will be shorter or your fertility will be less, which will make Bill Gates happy. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I it goes I, back I to that
2: question of what is going on, you know, like what is going on? And that's where I'm a little less pessimistic than you just a little bit. I think there'll be a Renaissance. I just don't know when.
0: I think it's going to take a lot of bad things happening to people who have been vaccinated for there to be a Renaissance. Yes. That's the only way I see this turning around.
1: I yeah. don't. Cause you know what? There's a cognitive dissonance there. They will not admit that they no, that did this for themselves. They'll admit they'll find a scapegoat. It'll yeah. be those, it'll be because we didn't vaccinate children fast enough right. or it'll mm-hmm. be because, you know, um, Trump ran for presidency again. I don't know. They'll come up with some stupid, Thing that will look at. I mean, uh, uh, I can, can I go off on any tangent I want?
0: Any tangent you want.
1: <laughs> all right. By all accounts, <laughs> Afghanistan withdrawal was a complete disaster. A complete disaster. Yes. Abandoning bagram Airbase, Airbase, taking out our troops before the all the civilians were out of there, uh, trying to do it in a, a downtown run, <laughs> runway. I mean, and leaving eighty-five billion dollars worth of, of premium uh, military supplies behind. It's a disaster. Will any single person be held responsible for that?
2: No, no.
1: And I think, you know what? I'll go out on a limb here and I'll say the worst culprit in all of this is not Fauci. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Bill Gates. It's not any of those people. It's the American media or the, or the could be the, it could be the, your left wing media all right, Mm -hmm. who aren't doing their job or maybe they are because they're ideologues first and reporters second, who aren't asking any of the questions that you and as you keep asking Kelly of these people. When was the last time Rachel Walensky or Fauci or anybody else went on a, had to be on an interview where they were, you know, where they were challenged. And the last time they were challenged, Fauci got embarrassed by Sanjay Gupta of all people, Mm. Cause he was expecting a, a, a friendly question and he got a tough question from Sanjay Gupa about natural immunity. Right. Which by yes. the way, that, which by the way is no longer allowed on Instagram. When I oh, saw really? that hashtag that was, down?
0: yeah, it was, yeah, it was hidden. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me.
1: Yeah. So that, there's no such thing as natural immunity according to Instagram. How much more information do you need to have that these people are all, they're the crazy people. Yes. They're, they're, they're the ones that have the, um, the brain malfunction. There is, there's a global psychosis because
2: Completely.
1: there's no way that these people sh- shouldn't, should be getting off with all this. I could, I would, you know, I've talked about this in my own profession about breach delivery or about home birth. I would sit on the stage with Amos Grunbaum who hates what we do or Frank Chervenak, the so-called eth- ethicists who hate home birthing. Um, th- you know, think midwives are, are just, lesser subset is- of, of human beings, that sort of thing. And I would sit on a stage with him with 300 people in a live audience and take unprepared questions. I would love to do that. You will never find someone in a position of power willing to do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they have, they, they cannot defend their position. They feel like they have everything to lose, but if you're, but if you believe your position has val- as merit, then get out there and defend it but they don't. You'll never see the president take a tough question. Trump did. Trump took it all the time. People hated him. I don't care if they hated him. You, you know, everything that Just about everything that he said, whether he didn't like, didn't like the way he said it or not, has either already been proven to be true or will be proven to be true in the, in the coming years, even despite the fact that it's being suppressed by the intelligence communities and the mainstream media and all that other stuff. It will all be true. Everything that he said will be true. Um, yeah, about crazy. the lying, about the cheating, about the all that stuff. It's all gonna, it's all gonna be true. And by the way, it's, it's it's expanded now. If you wanted to destroy a country, would you be doing anything different than this current administration is doing right now? Name something that you'd be doing that would be that you to destroy a country that this administration isn't already doing. We literally
2: can't. The health system,
1: anything. the border, the financial system. Our foreign affairs, um, the monetary system, unless I said that already, I don't know. I mean, just about everything, uh, uh, employment, unemployment, oil, energy. Racism. Yeah, dividing us by those sorts of things.
2: Um, And, And I honestly, I really think like this pandemic. Perfect. Is the cherry on top. It's perfect. It is the perfect. It is the bow.
1: And they've been preparing for this for a long time. You don't yes. think that you don't think that they ran simulations in their head and then they found this thing. Now, whether they found this thing or whether they had purposely created this thing or whether they purposely released this thing, that I don't know. That we'll ever know in our lifetime. All right, but if you follow the if you follow the trail, then you've got to believe that this was purposeful. Mm-hmm. That this wasn't an accident.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: Well, we say, accurate. we say it's hundred percent. And again, we can't be sure we can't no, be certain. Either, I believe that. Yes. Uh, you know, well, I, I don't want to believe it, but I think I have to believe it because everything else that they, that they've, they've said was true was a lie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything, everything will come out. The question is, do people, will people care? And the answer is no, they will not yes. care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Stu, I'm just so curious. And that's why I'm pessimistic. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, more than you guys, it makes sense. Right. No offense, but you're also older and you've seen more than us. So I think you probably have more context than Emily and I do too. Like you've seen a lot of things that we haven't.
1: There's a lot of old people that are not very wise at all. So I I don't think that. That aid. But thank you for the compliment. That's a very nice compliment. I mean, but, uh, you know, you've just
0: experienced a lot of life that we would never even be able to have insight into. And you also are extremely educated. You've had all these different experiences. You've been in an alternative medicine and birth world for so much longer. I think you've just seen how shit goes south so much faster than we probably anticipate.
1: Yeah, I do have a high shit shit meter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I recognize, I recognize shit.
0: Real quick. Quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So part of, part of what I am trying to do here in, in my life as someone who hosts a show and supports people in a variety of ways is to not shame them or have judgment over them. And I don't want people walking around who are good people who are trying to take care of themselves and their families and keep themselves safe to feel like I'm a piece of shit. I'm an idiot. I failed. Right. It's scary. I think people, a lot of people are doing their best Mm -hmm. what is your take, this is for both of you, on people we love, people we look up to, who are making different decisions than us, who really feel like they're doing their best given the information they have, but it doesn't align with what we're doing. How do we invite them into the conversation, maybe even after they've made a decision, and not judge them and shame them, but also hold our stance?
1: Well, that is my life. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to say that that because of my position as a spokesperson and stuff like that, the people that I care about that think differently than me, they know where I stand and they know that I I'm I'm very fervent about it. So they and and they know that I have a lot of facts behind me. They don't want to get into a discussion with me about it. And I and I don't want to do that. There are people that I love because I love them. Like, I'll just tell you, all four of my kids got vaccinated without telling My daughter told me before she got vaccinated, but the boys didn't, right? And they all got vaccinated for Emily reasons, for Emily's dad's, Emily's dad's reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, they wanted to continue to be able to work. And they didn't want to put up a stink because they're not, they don't like conflict. We, we can still, we don't see each other much, but you know, I, I think that's part of it was normal, but a part of it is probably COVID. We haven't gathered for. Easter or Christmas or any of the things we used to gather for um, since this has happened, but maybe, maybe this year will be different. We'll see. Um, but I can still communicate with them about things that matter and about life, things that matter. And we just know that there are certain topics that when we gather together, we don't, we don't broach those topics. Um, it's, it's not ideal. But they don't. We don't. We don't want to get into. I, I mean, I can't. I can't have a discussion where I can listen to somebody espouse things that are. I know are just bullshit. It's just crap, mm-hmm. right? But Bliss taught me a really good line to say. I think she said. I think it was Bliss that said this. I hate to give credit to. I you know I give a lot of credit to Bliss, but it could have been somebody else that said. If somebody tells you something and you and you really want to come back at them, but you know that they're not. It's just going to lead to confrontation. Just say. You know, you may be right.
2: <laughs> wow! And, and,
1: and then walk away.
0: I feel like that All would right? take a lot for you to say Stu.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's really not easy for me to say. But that, but, but you, you you have to you have to certain you have to. The other the other thing for me though is in my social sphere, I can't hang around with people who who think differently. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to a dinner party where they're talking about Fauci as a god, right? Right, I, I I can't do that. It, you know, it's very much like it's very. I mean, it, it, everything is Everything is COVID. Everything is political. It started out as you know, uh, the uh, Democrats versus Republicans. Republicans are resistant to the vaccine because they like Trump, even though Trump's the one that actually pushed the vaccine. <laughs> so you know, people. But but it's not. It's it's gone beyond that now. It really isn't. Doesn't have to be political. But that's we've had this. It's been so polarized that it's been, put, it's been put in those category, categories and you'll even see the media will talk about, you know, it's those Republican States that are causing problems. You don't right. hear Republican States. You don't hear Republican governors saying to, to um, blue States, you know, you've got to do what we're doing, but you hear the blue States yelling and screaming. It's they're, they're like the adolescents. They're, they're like the kids with the underwear drawer you know, you're finding, you finding the marijuana in the underwear drawer. It's not about the marijuana. It's about you looking in their drawer. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of thing with, with this too. They don't want people in Florida to be free mm-hmm. because they're not free. People in Florida don't care. If you want to do what you want to do in New York, go do what you want to do in New York. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But, but the people in New York are pissed at the people in Florida, or at least that's what the media would have you believing. Probably the people don't care. They don't care either. They just want to go to a, you know, to a Yankee. Go to a party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to go to a game and not wear a a face diaper. So, yeah,
2: I think anyway, that's for me.
1: That's just you, 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 you you socialize with the people you want to be with and the people that are in your family and in your life. If they, if they allow it, you'll be with them. We would never exclude them. We would never have a party that says anybody who's vaccinated can't come. Yeah. although. According to Leanna, Wynn, that's what you should. It's be. those dastardly vaccinated people that could make me sick. Yeah,
2: i I have really gone through the emotional roller coaster over the last eighteen months. Obviously, <laughs> um, if you've been following me this whole time, um, or unfollowed you and then came back, <laughs> or unfollowing me, <laughs> lots of those too. Um, where I have really come to like sit with this is what I like really took away from my experience in my spiritual psychology class. I took a 10 month course in spiritual psychology at the university of Santa Monica. And it was amazing. I Loved it. Um, but what I learned was that thinking something is right or wrong is a judgment. Okay. Sounds, might sound simple. might sound like, what are you talking about? And I'll I'll kind of break it down this way. There was an interview of this like CIA agent, one time and they're like, you were an interrogator of terrorists. Like what, what do you, if you could tell us one thing about those terrorists, like what would, what do you want to tell us? She's like, they all think they're the good guys. You know, it's like, whoa, wow. Okay. So right. And wrong is the judgment. I try so hard to really sit with that when I am confronted with family members who literally every single person in my family thinks differently from us about this whole thing. So I don't think that what they're doing or preaching isn't right or wrong. It's just not how I'm doing it. Where obviously we've had issues throughout this entire pandemic is how it's affecting everyone else. So if you're buying into this mandates, you know, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and you're just like doing it for the good of the people, for the greater good. Like I'm going to ask you questions, but I'm not going to say you're wrong, right? I'm going to be like, well, "Why do you think that wearing a mask at the beach is like necessary?" You know, I remember asking my sister that last summer, right? Why, "Why?" "Liv, I'm not trying to be an asshole, like why are you wearing a mask right now? We're lying out on the beach." "Oh, I just feel more comfortable." I know, "Well, you took it off for like 15 minutes and then you put it back on." She's like, "I know." I'm like, okay, okay. And I, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? But I wasn't gonna be like, you're an idiot. Don't you see that? Because I'm like, whatever, you know, you're not hurting me right now. And I think that's where we are seeing things that are extremely problematic. Obviously the vaccine is hurting people. Obviously these mandates are hurting people. That's where I speak up, but I don't confront my family members about it. Another place where I have a really big problem is when I am told that I am wrong. And I've heard that from multiple elders in the family, not my, not just my parents. And and they're not super combative with me. It's just, you know, when I say something that really triggers them, they're like, that's wrong, you know? But, um, I'm like, I need you to know right now that like your belief that I am wrong is your opinion. Like, that's it. And people have that people lose their minds. When I say that to them, they lose their freaking minds. I say, well, I, I think I'm right. So how could I think I'm right, but also be wrong? That's your opinion of me. You think I'm wrong. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't talk to a family member anymore. I got excommunicated because of like,
0: you made too many heads. Saying, spin. Like,
2: yo, this is a judgment. You are, that is a judgment of me. Like maybe you should go see a therapist instead of constantly harassing me. Um, and I am on the exact same page as Stu when it comes to socializing. Like I, 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 well, no one likes me anymore in LA. <laughs> oh, well <laughs> besides Stu, yeah. you got one. <laughs> I have a few friends in LA, but for the most part, like, I'm like, God, I wonder how many, uh, not that I think I'm the center of attention, but I wonder like what people are saying behind my back, you know, at the gym or, you know, just in my old circles. Funny
0: to go from, Oh my gosh, I have so many friends and people love me to I'm not allowed to be anywhere, do anything with anybody. And no one's talking yeah. to me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like I think about going back to the gym and obviously I have a good relationship with the owner. Um, and like, we're, yeah, we're totally cool. But like the members, you know, I think about going back there now and I'm like, I would literally have no reason to go there. Like, there's no, like I would either be like, who is this person? Cause it's a bunch of new people or yeah, we're not going to engage with you at all because you're, you know, you're combustible. <laughs> you will explode at any minute. You know,
1: I, I find if I can, if I may, yeah, I find that like, when I get, um, when I do a podcast where I talk about this or when I post something, um, every now and then I'll have uh, almost ninety, ninety-eight, ninety-nine 98, 99% thumbs up, support, love, hearts, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I'll get one person that wants to give a, wants to get into it with me about this topic. There's other things that I, I have twin trolls and stuff like that, but this is about this particular topic. But I learned from my twin trolls a long time ago that there's no point in trying to, to Debate them on on a logical scientific basis because exactly. they are coming from emotion. Yes, and you, you, it's a losing battle. Like Emily says, to do that, you cannot, you cannot try to convince them using in, inductive or deductive reasoning because they're not prepared for that sort of logic. As a matter of fact, it pisses them off. It's again, it's that whole uh, thing where you're peeling off that band aid that they've put on top of them, so they have this emotional. Thing. I just got into a conversation a few weeks ago with somebody who, who loves me, loves me this. But I when you talk about the vaccines too, I just, I don't understand it. I mean, they're safe and effective. And on and on, she went about safe and effective. And I, and I said, I don't know how you don't say that they're safe and effective. Look at all the good that they're doing and stuff like that. And I, you know, part of me wants to say, well, where, what are you reading? What resources are you looking at? Blah, blah, blah. But I know that, 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 that's, it's not going to, no matter what I do, I'm not going to be able to change that person's mind. So my mind goes now, like with my family to how do, like you just said, how do I navigate this so that we come out on the other side in, in a in good shape? Yeah. Because there's no point. They've already got the vaccine. They're already going to vote for Joe Biden in the second term. They're, I'm not going to convince them that, Gavin Newsom was a bad choice for California, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be able to do that. So how, I mean, what, what, what value is there still in this relationship? And if there isn't any, then, you know, then you just walk away. Or if they get belligerent, you can give them the double barreled middle finger, you know, and, <laughs> and, and you can, you can do that sort of thing, or you can, um, you know, you can, you know, but it doesn't pay to debate them. You can never, you're not going to win that argument. So
2: I have really found like exactly what you're saying. The value I find in my family relationships, aside from just loving them because they're my family is being unapologetically myself and saying over and over again, Oh no, I will never be getting that vaccine. And their faces just being like, eh. They start glitching. <laughs> yeah. And just not, not having the conversation, just being like, Oh, well, I'm pre- what if I can never get on a plane again? Cause you know, I'm never getting the vaccine. Right you know, and I say it like that super nonchalant. And they're just like,
1: <laughs> I have a, okay. I have a, I have a hypothetical though. Okay. So what if I go to Staples center for a Kings game and you have to be vaccinated and I'm not vaccinated and you, or you have to get a nasal swab and I'm not going to do that. So I stand outside in front of the the, the gate where you go in and I Watch say, can I, speak, can I speak to somebody from a management and they come out and, we get into a little thing or something like that. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not planning on doing this, but I'm just saying, whatever happened, if if Emily, if whatever happened, if you got arrested, Oh, if I and, got arrested and you, and you got put in jail, and as part of being in jail, you're not free. And they, and they mandate that you get a vaccine while you're in jail. I mean, and they, and they put you in a straitjacket and gave you a vaccine. Could
2: they, well, if they, they gave it to me, under duress i wouldn't be able to do anything about it okay i just wanted to i just um to. <laughs> sue's gotta but go would, as far I would as go possible to jail. i would go to jail
1: yeah I, so, I mean i'm at the point now where you know i i know that me getting any sort of thing like that beca- because uh, it's a it's a policy that that i've always i've, I've preached to my kids for a long time and I'm, I'm thrilled that they followed it even though i'm sure they didn't follow it because i preached it <laughs> but I told them that I wanted to make sure that they got a job where they weren't licensed by the state to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, they all three of them have jobs that are with regular corporations. Now corporations are turning into like little sure states as well, but, but um, they don't have the power to take away your ability to make a living. Like, right. Like if I get a DUI, I can be, I can lose my license to practice medicine. Mm-hmm. If I work at Nordstrom's and got a DUI, I'd, Show up for work the next day, and that would be no problem. It's that they wouldn't. It, you don't lose your job because because you are a waiter and you got a DUI. So um, you know, I, I I I fear. I don't fear actually. I, I it's inevitable to me that the medical board in California will will come against those doctors like me who are unvaccinated, and they'll say in order to renew your license, you have to show proof of vaccination,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that that's will come, scary. and that yeah. will come, and then we'll have a walkout of doctors. Because no doctor who hasn't gotten the vaccine at this point is going to get the vaccine because the state is threatening them. What I'm percentage
0: gonna... of doctors do you think are unvaccinated?
1: I would have no idea. Um, I, I, you know, I know a bunch that aren't, but I know that pretty much every doctor that works, I don't work in the hospital anymore. So I think every doctor that works in the hospital probably has to be vaccinated if they want to continue to work there. And my internist, who I love, I've been with him for forever, sends out emails every couple of weeks about the the vaccine, about the booster shot and come and get the booster shot. And he's a big pro vaccine guy. I haven't talked to him about it because I haven't seen him in more than a year, but um, I don't, you know, I don't think he would be somebody that would do this, but I know there are doctors who will not see unvaccinated patients in their office. Mm -hmm. Um, I I couldn't think of something more unethical than that, but, but um, that's being cheered on by the way by the likes of Fauci and Leanna Wen and Rachel Walensky, they're, they're all, they're all for punishing people who are not vaccinated.
2: Yeah. And that's where I have a it's, big problem. It's so
1: undemocratic. It's so, I mean, the people, that, how is it, how is it at this time in history that pretty much everyone that leads everything is an idiot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder that often. All the time.
1: How did that, how did that happen? Few people that speak up. There's Rand Paul that's speaking up a little bit. There's, there's a few people that speak up. There's Governor, uh, um what's his name in Florida?
0: Oh, uh, DeSantis. Yeah, DeSantis. DeSantis.
1: Yeah, I mean, even in Texas, your governor is trying. I think he's trying. Yeah. He's trying.
0: He's dropping the ball on abortion, but that's a whole other podcast that we don't, don't have and time and for. The, and
1: the border too. I'm not sure about what you can yeah. do about the yeah. border, but your your border's a mess down there.
0: Yeah, in yeah. In Texas, I because you but are there's both- no crisis. Yeah. <laughs> no crisis at all.
1: <laughs> only a, only a, a million or more illegal people have come in the country this year. And, and they're not screened, yeah. by the way. I have to have a screening to go into watch a hockey game, but they can come into the country illegally and not be screened. I was just, yeah. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's, How could it be any better? Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's well said. Um, I want to end with this because you're both in the birthing world and so much of what I've seen, uh, mostly because I just follow Emily and, read what she posts um is and it's really bad in california too. um doulas being kicked out partners not being able to go people having to be vaccinated pregnant women getting vaccinated vaccines then, being taken away babies being fucking stolen what the hell is that um ba- covid vaccines going through breast milk passing along to children kids having reactions now i mean it is absurd trying to be a mother in this day and age to navigate Mm -hmm. this. I can't even imagine how scary it must be. What would you guys recommend to someone who is entering into her birthing experience, who is not vaccinated? What, like, what would you tell her? How would you support her?
1: Well, first of all, any woman of reproductive age who hasn't been vaccinated at this point should never get vaccinated. Yeah. And anyone of reproductive age who's been vaccinated should not get any booster shots. That's what I feel. Now, what's my evidence? My evidence is that the fact is it's not working. It doesn't, it doesn't prevent transmission and it doesn't prevent infection. So what's the point of putting something in your body that's not doing what they tell you it's supposed to be doing and then telling you that you need a third dose of something that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing? So it gets it just you, you know where I'm going with that. So I would not do that at all. If you're unvaccinated and you're pregnant, great, good for you. Um, I don't know about viral shedding. I don't know if that's a thing or not a thing. I mean, there have been anecdotal reports of menstrual irregularities, but I think the whole process of this sort of thing brings out people complaining of stuff that may have been there for other reasons why people are having menstrual irregularities. It could be GMO food. It could be being overweight. It could be you know crappy lifestyle. It could be all kinds of things, just the stress of lockdown, mm-hmm. the stress of the financial stress, the emotional stress, the distancing, the isolation. Anytime a woman is stressed, she's not going to ovulate properly or regularly. Well, not every time, but that, that would be a, a reason to her Yeah. It would be a reason to affect it because the body knows when it, when it's uh, ovulation serves a purpose to get pregnant. And if it, and if a, a mammal is in a position, position of, of dire emergency or stress or, Starvation or anything like that, then the system shuts down. And so you can get dysfunctional bleeding. So I, I don't know whether it's a thing or not. I know there are people who say they're around people, they start to get itchy or they, you know, and so maybe it's true. Maybe that's not true. I don't know enough about that. And you're not going to be able to avoid that. I'm, I'm going to digress for a second. What's odd is the, is the theory or the plan to eventually have passive immunity, where they're going to be injecting people with a, with a vaccine that then they can spread to other people. Just by being, once that happens, then the Emily's of the world are screwed royally because there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. So we're all going to be exposed to vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Um, When it comes to going to the hospital and stuff like that, um, you have rights. All right. And when you say that hospitals aren't letting in doulas or husbands, stuff like that, it varies by hospital. I mean, there are some hospitals in L.A. that are doing the best they can under these circumstances with the guidelines put out by the L.A. County. Uh, Barbara Ferrer <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, things that don't make sense. I mean, Orange County and Ventura County, are, which saddle, I mean, which, uh, um, bookend, sure. uh, LA County, they have different rules. So, you know, there's all kinds of rules about COVID. It doesn't cross County lines. It doesn't affect you if you're under four feet tall. All right. Did you know that? You, know, <laughs> you, you mean this, for Emily? kids? <laughs> no. Well, how many dwarves like do you know? Have COVID? How many dwarves have COVID?
0: I don't
1: know. Haven't heard of any, have you?
0: Well, I guess not.
1: And how many kids have COVID? Very few, right? Yeah, Very few. How many people sitting down at a restaurant eating have COVID?
0: (laughs) Very few. (laughs) Zero.
1: None. But if you stand up, you got to put your mask on because you're above the four foot line. Oh my God, (laughs) Stu. That is so funny. I was like, where is he going with this? Four feet to seven feet is about the range of COVID. And then it can't cross county lines. All right, Because you or and state lines too. COVID does COVID is respectful of the state sovereignty. So it doesn't cross <laughs> state lines. Okay. So I didn't know see, he was
0: so funny, Emily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so easy. It's it so is. easy to be funny with this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, if I, so some hospitals are better than others. So you have to pick your hospital, just like bliss always says, you plan your wedding, you plan all the things about your wedding months in advance do the same thing with your, um, with your birth, pick your hospital, pick your team. Yeah. Seek out a midwife, at least for a consult. If you're, if you're scared about home birthing, at least learn about it. If it's not for you, fine. Hospital birthing is fine. But our, our, our podcast is coming out tomorrow. We interview Hermine Hayes Klein, who's a human rights attorney. And she talks a little bit about these sorts of things about what women have the right to do that. You don't have the right to tell me, what to do with my body mm-hmm. and she can make it very clear that when I go into the hospital, I'm not going to be having a nasal swab and I'm not going to be having a mask on and I'm not going to be doing these things. And if you do, to, if you do these things to me, I will, it, it's, a, I, I don't a consent. Mm-hmm. And um, they can't turn you away because they're torn between a, the, a, a rock and a HIPAA. Right. If you know what HIPAA stands for And yeah. an EMTALA, which is you can't dump patients and you can't, violate their privacy and you can't do these sorts of things. I think it's, I meant in Tala um, and which is that you can't kick people yeah. out of the hospital who are in need. So, um, but you don't want hostile situation either. So you want to have your partner and a doula and you want to insist that I'm, I'm They're coming in with me. This is my team. Mm-hmm. And you want to lay down the, the guy, listen to what Hermine says, listen to the uh, birthing instincts podcast that's coming out tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I'll link well, it in when the this, show notes.
1: When's this one coming out? When is this podcast coming? Out? I
0: don't, I don't know yet, but I'll be, it'll be after
2: yours. So Whatever number, well, I don't, don't know, like, Emily,
1: what number are we going to be next week? I don't know. Tomorrow. I, remember. I don't either.
2: Um, I would add, yeah, I, I would but... add as a doula. Well, as a woman, I have never, I've always had very high self-confidence and I've never had like short girl fear. And I think you can understand that Kelly yeah. being so tall. Like we, you know, being an athlete, being a volleyball player, walking through campus, you know, yeah, we had our insecurities, but like, I was always like, yes, I loved being tall. I was always super confident, very aware. Like I was never the short person in the crowd. You can always see things. It's funny, but like, that is very real being a tall person. And, um, I, I try to like put that on the women I work with. I'm like, you have to go into your birth overconfident, way overconfident because why wouldn't you number one why would you go into it with fear go over into it overconfident and with COVID are you prepared to be so confident that you can say no over and over and over and over and over again for your entire birth if you're not get out of the hospital you have to I mean I I was meeting with a potential doula client last week and I was like, she was, she thinks like us, like does not vaccinated, will not get it. She's pregnant. She's 20 something weeks. And, uh, she's like, I I had a super traumatic postpartum experience in the hospital. I feel a little safer in the hospital because of that, but I really don't want to be in the hospital because of COVID. I don't know what to do. So I was exploring options with her. And I said, just so you know, like hospital policies are going to change. Even though we're in Texas, like I might have to be vaccinated. Your husband might have to be vaccinated because you're not because you're pregnant. Maybe that's okay, but like it might change. She's like, oh God, you're right. I'm like, I don't know what your hospital is going to do. I I like to believe they're accommodating, but you have to be prepared to say no over and over and over again. And if you are going to go into the hospital system, you need to know their COVID policies front and back perfectly. And and like Stu said, know your rights. Um, And if any of that doesn't sit well with you, and if any of that, feels like you're not going to have the birth you want, get out. Yes, it's expensive, but there are ways to do it. Midwives are so accommodating, and oftentimes it's not as expensive as the bill you're going to get from the hospital. Oftentimes it's less, much less expensive. Um, But working with women in the birth space now, it's extreme confidence. The team helps your partner and your doula and your ability to say no. And, and choose other options if it comes to that.
1: I love that.
2: Exactly what Sue talks about all the time is informed consent.
1: And one more thing I'll add it, with, with about getting information like about breast milk and, and cord blood and, and uh, crossing the placenta. So the problem, of course, now is that science has been completely corrupted. So any science that says that, that this is perfectly safe in breastfeeding, I wouldn't believe, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. They, they've lost all credibility. So even mm-hmm. if a study does come out that says it's perfectly safe and it was a good study, I'd still wouldn't believe it. And that's a problem that we've destroyed the credibility. So people will cherry pick, they'll have confirmation bias. They'll pick the studies that they want. Like that little clip I played for you before we started today. Um, you know, this is, these are, there are scientists that say that this is perfectly safe. and and by the way, that's that should be a big red flag for all of us when an experimental vaccine and someone saying it's perfectly safe. Um, <laughs> those people are so full of shit. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I could finish the metaphor, but I won't. Um, so you have to you, you, you're not going to know what to do. You're going to have to do what your gut tells you to do. Yes. And what common sense. And we wouldn't. And people, people who are pregnant used to get mad at somebody who blew secondhand smoke in their face. While they're Mm -hmm. pregnant. And then they're lining up to get this experimental vaccine put in their body. Mm -hmm. And 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 you said it somebody said it earlier that there's just a there's a disconnect between, you know, you said they're eating uh, what'd you say, uh hot Hot Cheetos Cheetos and uh and Mountain Dew (laughs) for breakfast and they're worried and that's okay, but they're they're getting the vaccine. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. There's there's a complete disconnect.
0: Well, it's like my body, my choice, except now. Like I Mm -hmm. I I've had an abortion. And I know many of my friends who have had and just people in my sphere. And I'm seeing all these women marching on October 2nd for women's rights and our right to choose. And they're all getting vaccinated. And I'm like, I, I don't understand this. Like, this doesn't even make sense to me.
1: Yeah, they're standing on the statehouse steps wearing masks and are vaccinated, yeah. telling me it's my body by Yeah,
0: I'm like, I can't even support this movement that you have because it's so conflicting yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and that's I mean,
2: just the I mean, unfortunately it, yeah. that's just like the sheep mentality they think they're doing the right thing
1: and 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 again they they they're not thinking they're still all stage 1 thinkers they're not thinking what happens next right. if we all get the vaccine if say everybody conceded and and we had 100% vaccines in the country do you think that things would be better and if you do why yeah no that they'll just come up with the next thing. They don't want to believe that. And the next thing might be a new, a new variant or a new side effect or a new bug or some other, uh, you know, down the road consequence of the vaccine. And they'll, 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 they'll have to treat that and they'll, they'll cause they're, it's not about the disease. It's not about COVID itself. COVID was a bad virus. It killed people it killed probably half as many people as people think it killed. All right. The other half died not from COVID, but with COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, like the motorcycle accident guy. And we put out these, put out these crazy things, but I know people who died in nursing homes having recovered from COVID who then were told by the nursing home management, they had to have a vaccine. And since no family members were allowed in the nursing homes during this time, the, these people couldn't say no or didn't know to say no or whatever else. And they get the vaccine and two days later, they'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they would not be listed as vaccine related injuries. They'd be listed as what?
2: COVID deaths. COVID deaths. COVID deaths.
1: Right. Because they had recovered from COVID. They, they still maybe had antibodies or something. Yeah. So that would be. Hot listed, mess. Yeah. Or, you know, even if they're 90 years old and they died of natural causes, but they happen to be test positive for COVID in the morgue, they listed as a COVID death. So we have no idea. The numbers don't mean anything. The 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 screening tests, the nasal swabs don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. The, u- using the cycles of 40 more or more cycles, which is what they've been doing, and people have probably heard this by now, but the maker of the PCR technology said that uh, it shouldn't be used for more than like 20, 22 cycles. To detect the disease, and beyond that, it's the false positives are way too high. Mm -hmm. So, and by the way, initially when they were doing this, they were counting deaths, and then when when deaths wasn't scary enough, then they started counting cases. Yes, and cases doesn't mean anything. No, because um, if I have a case of COVID and I'm not sick, why do we care? It's the best thing that could possibly happen, because now I have the thing that's under which is natural immunity. Right. But according to Instagram, I don't exist, so it doesn't matter. Because I have natural immunity, which doesn't exist.
0: Stu was deleted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, know, go on I, forever. So that that we're in a real pickle here. And that's why my pessimism at the beginning still exists. Because even though we can laugh about it and have fun about it and we have to, yeah. because laughter is the best medicine. And they've, by the way, they've killed, uh, they've killed late night television too. You can't, it's not even funny anymore. No. So there's nothing well, to laugh Jimmy at. Well, Jimmy Kimmel is talking
0: life. about how everyone who's unvaccinated should die. So there's that.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. That's yeah. just so funny. Mm-hmm. God, you know, I, I'm going to look that up on YouTube right now. Yep. Okay. So I can watch it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, you know, we have to laugh at this stuff, but it's, but it, that's why I'm pessimistic because I just don't see how, um, It changes. Who's going to change it? Joe Biden?
2: I think. And for anyone who's listened this far. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, If you feel alone or if you feel like you're insane or everyone around you is making you feel crazy, you're not because there are way more of us than people think. Way Way more. more. Even though I've lost hundreds and hundreds of followers since the beginning of this, I have gained so many more. Go Um, to a college football game. Oh, yeah no one's sick. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't know how this gets better in the way that we have known life up until now. And I think that is like, that's why I say, I believe there's a Renaissance coming is because it's, I like to look at this as like, what an opportunity and how exciting, what a time to be alive. And Michael and I will still say to each other, may you live in uninteresting times, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, so I'm just riding the wave, but like I said about going into birth overconfident and like, you know, prepared to say no over and over and over again, like take that on whatever phase of life you're in, because who is going to, I mean, if you get arrested, be prepared to get arrested, like yeah. accept that, you know, I have fully accepted that. I, I, I don't see any situation, in which that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but like, I have accepted never getting on a plane again. I have accepted not going back to Los Angeles and seeing my family. Like we, they are going to need to come to Texas or I, and I've accepted all these things and like, yes, it's sad and there's grief and it's like definitely, um, scary, but we can't change it. It's happening. It is happening. So, you know, I've had friends who are like, Emily, I got vaccinated. I'm like, I'm not going to judge you. They're like, I I don't regret it, but I did it because of the peer pressure. So that's sad. That's super sad to me. Um, so if you're on the line right now, hold it, you have to because your soul will benefit from that. It will. And I fully believe that. Like if you are standing strong in your conviction throughout this entire fucking bullshit mania, um, not like I believe in, you know, you will be rewarded in heaven with all the virgins. Um, but. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe. And. You won't feel icky from the inside out, you know, and that's what matters. I'm I prepared to lose everything. I don't care. I do care, but I don't. Because. This has gotten so much bigger than a goddamn vaccine. I don't care about the fucking vaccine. Do it, don't. I don't care. This is insanity. And it's just time to stand up to it. It's just time. Even if you're yeah. vaccinated, it's time. Yeah, they're like they're not said, if we they're vaccinated. Not can... Go ahead. I would still stand up for the tyranny that's happening. Now, no judgment about yeah, yeah, the too. vaccine.
1: Yeah. They're not, they're not concerned. Well, it used to be, uh, you know, I may not believe in what you say, but I'll fight the death. You're your, your right to say it. That used yes. to be a, that was a famous quote. Now that's completely gone. It's completely censored. Um, yeah. That, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: <sighs> well, may you all
2: live in uninteresting times.
1: Yes. Well, I have to, I want to, I want to just l- lastly say what Emily just said is true and Don't be afraid to to say what you think Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because the people who think differently than you are not afraid to, to insult you, um, diminish you, cancel you. So if this is really the Wuhan virus, call it the Wuhan virus. Don't Mm -hmm. call it COVID-19. It's the Wuhan virus came from Wuhan. We have evidence that, you know, that sort of thing. Just don't, don't in political correctness, is a euphemism for, for bowing down to what the left thinks that it, it's, that's, it's always that way. So it doesn't pay for you to be politically correct anymore. It has to stop. We have to start using real language. We cannot use Orwellian Newspeak anymore. You cannot call something the affordable care act when it's neither affordable or about caring. You can't call something the integrity, the integrity of American Uh, what's the bill that's on the 3.5 trillion dollar bill has some really euphemistic name i can't even i'm I'm drawing a blank on it but you you have the the american integrity project when something names itself that you know that it's about everything but integrity (laughs) wow so it's gonna be
2: interesting to see what happens
1: well at least we're still talking right now we still have platforms People yes. should support those platforms, by the way. People should support your podcast. They should support my podcast. They should support Rumble. They should support Signal. They should support, I don't know. I don't, Emily's really
0: Patreon.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Cause I, I don't know all of them. Yeah. But you should do that Substack. I get my most of my information from the free thinkers who cannot be censored off a of Substack. The Glenn Greenwalds of the world, the Alex Berensons of the world. You know, five years ago, I would have thought Glenn Greenwald was the leftist loon. All right. I mean, he, I, I didn't, I didn't like what he had to say, but I don't think he's changed much. I think I've changed to respect what he has to say. Don't, and, and, and there are people on Substack that you can find that there's the Barry Weiss is on Substack. There's a whole bunch of people that you can get information that isn't filtered by or censored by the mainstream media and do not get your news from CNN or the New York times or Facebook. Please God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, be, and question everything. Mm-hmm. And if you question something, if you go to an OB and, you, and, and he says something or she says something that seems to be not settling right in your gut, ask the question. And if they blow you off, get the, get the F out of there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. And if they say something, well, it's high risk. And you say, well, how high risk is it? <laughs> and they say, well, it's high risk. And you say, could you give me a paper? Could you give me a number of what the actual risk is or what, you know, could you give me a reference on that? And they don't have the time of day for you. Then don't have the time of day for them. Mm-hmm. They're not doing you, you a favor. Not They're not doing you a favor by caring for you. So same thing goes in life in general. I mean, associate with the people that you love and don't waste time with the people that are, are, are useless. Yep. Just not. Yeah. And I, I have to tell you, I didn't learn this thing overnight. This, this, this I'm still not very good at it. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, I just have real strong feelings about things, and, and I can tell when people are zoning out when I start to when I, they'll ask me a question and I'll and I'll start to explain. I'll, I'll give them a long answer, and I can see that they really didn't want me to give them a long answer. Oh. Yeah. So.
0: Well, thank you.
1: Thanks for having us on. Thank you so
0: much. This was incredibly powerful and educational. And I just, again, I respect both of you so much. So thank you for taking this time uh, to spend with my community and, and so many people who I think can benefit from this conversation and keep doing the good work, you guys.